0: The New York Islanders season is over, and we take a deep dive today into why the Islanders fell short in their series with the Carolina Hurricanes. And yeah, it's more than just some questionable officiating and a lack of scoring from Bo Horvat. We've got all that and more on today's Locked on Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or on your podcatcher of choice to get new episodes as soon as they drop. Shout out to our everydayers as we begin our off-season coverage with a deep dive into why the Islanders fell short in their playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes. Lots to discuss, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, maybe a comment, a topic, maybe you'd like us to bring up on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the offseason from firings and hirings, trade rumors, free agency, and the NHL draft. So make sure you join us for that throughout this offseason. All right. So much to talk about. And today we're really going to sort of take a deep dive into the top five reasons that the New York Islanders came up short in their honestly, hard-fought series against the Carolina Hurricanes. And I, I think, you know, these are not the only five reasons. I'm not going to say there were only five, but they definitely, in my mind, were the biggest five. And feel free in the comments on YouTube or uh, on Twitter to or via email to add anything that you feel that belongs on this list. But, you know, to me, the biggest aspect of it, more than anything else, has got to be special teams. I think we start there. And in the series, the Islanders were 1-18 for on the power play, and they gave up one shorthanded goal. That means that they just could not get the power play going. And I know Lane Lambert tried. He had a secret, you know, behind closed doors uh, practice of the power play over the course of the series. I think it was before Game 5 or Game 6. You know, he tried to change things up. But let's face it, the power play has been an issue all season long. Now, Carolina's power play in the series, 5 for 25 and the islanders did also score a shorthanded goal but in a six game series when the other team has four more power play goals than your team did that's you know not going to get the job done and when you think about it on average that's one goal a game in the four games the islanders lost and when you have two low scoring teams like the Carolina Hurricanes, and the New York Islanders. One goal a game is a huge, huge factor. And then you add into it momentum. And I I have mentioned this every day or so. I've mentioned this on the show before. But it's not just that the Islanders' power play didn't score. Because, you know, that's bad, especially in the playoffs where special teams becomes an even bigger factor. But it's that they were so bad that A, on numerous occasions, the shorthanded Carolina Hurricanes had better scoring chances than the Islanders did on, on any given power play. And B, whatever momentum the Islanders had, five on five. And for most of the series, the Islanders were the better team when the game was being played five on five. Whatever momentum you were gathering up That fell apart when you go to the power play and you're outplayed when you have the extra attacker. Conversely, even though the Islanders' penalty kill did okay, you know, there are 16 teams in the playoffs. Carolina's power play right now is ranked 10th with 5 for 25 or 20%. That's below average. The penalty kill wasn't horrible. But Carolina was able to get momentum off their power play a lot more often than the Islanders were able to do. And that really becomes a factor, again, in the series, in the momentum, in the flow of which team has the upper hand in any given game. And, I mean, if you look at the statistics... Power play becomes a bigger factor in the playoffs, even than it does in the regular season. And this is no surprise. The Islanders were 30th in the NHL on the power play, and it absolutely positively was something that hurt this team all year, and it continued to hurt them, and in my mind really was a difference-making reason why they lost in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Another reason that I think, and we're on to reason number two, the old expression is in in order to win any game, but especially to win a championship or to win in the playoffs, your best players need to be your best players. That means that your stars have to be playing at, at the top of their game in order for your team to actually get the w well i hate to say it but there were a number of islander players who the team needed a lot more from and they didn't step up obviously the big one is bo horvat one goal one assist in six playoff games the goal was a shorthanded goal when the islanders were already losing five to one with two minutes left in game four yeah, it was, it was nice to get that goal because you were hoping it would get Bo Horvat going, but unfortunately, it really didn't. And, you know, I'm not saying Bo Horvat was useless. He did win a decent amount of face-offs, but you're not giving this guy an eight-year, eight-and-a-half million-dollar-a-year contract to be responsible defensively, throw a few checks, and you know, score a point every three games. You are paying Bo Horvat to be a leader and to be one of your top goal scorers, and he just didn't do that. Add into the mix Anders Lee, who had one goal in six games, and that was his only point of of the series. Again, You need your best players to step up and be your best players in order to win in the playoffs. And, you know, those are only the two most flagrant examples. But overall, the Islanders did not get the production they needed from too many of those guys who are supposed to be the team's best players. And in the playoffs, that spells trouble. And look, At the end of the day, the New York Islanders were the underdogs in this series. They finished 20 points behind the Carolina Hurricanes in the standings for a reason. And in order to pull off the upset, you need your best players to step to the fore. And too many of them in this series were effectively shut down by the Carolina Hurricanes and just did not get the job done for the New York Islanders. All right, we've got a lot more to get to on today's show. We will talk about reasons three and four in our next segment as to why the Islanders did not end up winning this series. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's a product I literally use every day, AG1, Maybe you're like me, you want to be healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. Well, that's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. And this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And look, it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's a lot cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network again that's athleticgreens.com nhl network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance so moving on the islanders next reason why they came up short And again, there's a lot of overlap between these reasons. I mean, clearly, the fact that your power play wasn't going and because your best players tend to play on your power play, it also is more likely that your best players were not producing. So again, there is overlap between some of these reasons. But to me, the third big reason, the Islanders really only had one offensive line that was consistently producing points who led the Islanders forwards in scoring Brock Nelson and Kyle Palmieri who both had two goals and five points in six games the other person on that line was Pierre Engvall who had two points in six games one goal and one assist but Engvall was important to the process as far as his speed was concerned and he all three members of this line were plus four in the series. No other forward was better than a plus two, and only one other forward was a plus two in the series. So you had the Nelson-Engvall-Palmere line basically producing five goals in six games, and then you, know, you got two goals basically from... Horvat, Lee, and, uh, you know, that line. You didn't get a lot of production from the Pajot-Parise-Fashing line. In fact, that line did not score at all in the series. And, you know, the identity line, they had some games they were pretty good, some games they struggled, but you're not expecting a lot of offense from the identity line. Meanwhile, Matt Martin scored a goal in the series, Cal Clutterbuck scored a goal in the series. Casey Zizekas scored a goal in the series. So the fact that your fourth line had three goals, your third line had none, and your first line had two, again, you need balance. Because you—and this basically happened in Game 6, where, yeah, the nelson uh, engvall Palmieri line created chances but didn't score— no other line could step up, and you got the one goal from Cal Clutterbuck, but realistically, one line going in the playoffs, it is easy for the opposition, especially when you don't have home ice advantage, for them to put their best checking forwards on the ice against that one line, and or their top defense pair, their shut down defense pair on the ice against that, you know, those other lines. So... It really, you're not going to win without balance. And realistically speaking, the Islanders did not have enough balance offensively in order to get the job done in this series. And it it really was a, a big problem for this team. Reason number four and to me you know i'm actually going to give six reasons but reason number four consistent failure to cleanly clear the puck out of the defensive zone and transition to offense the islanders struggled with this especially in the games they lost or even at times in the games they won remember the third period in game six 13, 14, 15 minutes of that period seemed to be played in the Islanders' defensive zone. And part of it was trouble clearing the puck. I think Sebastian Ajo and, and uh, you know, Aho was one player who was very guilty of having difficulty in that department. And then Noah Dobson was also guilty now. They weren't the only two, don't get me wrong. Certainly, Scott Mayfield had his moments, although I think overall he played pretty well. And even the Adam Pellick-Ryan Pollock duo, which is the top defense pair, you know, they struggled clearing the zone at times, too. And just overall, even the forwards, there were too many lost 50-50 puck battles in the defensive zone, too many turnovers, too many icings. I mean... How many times did the Islanders ice the puck because they couldn't clear the zone by passing it out, skating it out, or even properly chipping it out of the zone? Overall, you know, that builds on itself. That becomes a bigger problem as a series drags on because A, when you ice the puck, you can't change up players, so you have tired players on the ice, and then B, uh, you... Also, are starting the next face-off in the defensive zone. So overall, that failure to clear the puck was definitely a part of the reason why the Islanders lost the series. And it's something this team, I think, was better at in the two years that they went to the conference final. Last year, they struggled with it. Uh, in part because I think their defense was a little bit too slow, and you know, I think, no disrespect to Andy Green or Zidane Chara, they were both very solid defensemen, Chara's a future Hall of Famer, Green was a very good player for many, many years, but at that point in their careers, they were a little slow, and had a little bit uh, of difficulty skating the puck out, and getting the puck out, and it wasn't just them. But, again, you know, the last two years, this year and last year, clearing the puck out of the defensive zone was a consistent problem for this team, and it did come back and bit them in the course of this series. So, again, that's reasons three and four as to why the Islanders lost the series. And and look, I, I am not going to overlook the fact that the Carolina Hurricanes have an aggressive forecheck check And the style of hockey they play is they clog up the neutral zone and they get on the man with the puck. And that caused a lot of the turnovers. I give full marks to Carolina for making the Islanders struggle at getting the puck out of their zone. But that being said, you have to overcome that in order to win the series. And the Islanders did not get that job done. All right. We have got more to get to, reasons five and six as to why the Islanders uh, did not win this series, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So reason five, which is the one that I wasn't originally going to list, and I'm going to just say it briefly because it doesn't require a lot of analysis Reason five, I think, is there were some questionable calls by the officials, especially early in the series. And, you know, if you look at the power play opportunities in this series, Carolina had 25 chances. The Islanders had 18. That's a difference of seven chances, more than one a game over a six-game series. Now, you could argue the Islanders wouldn't have scored a power play if you gave them 10 more chances, and you might be right about that. But again, it changes the momentum of a series. It changes the flow of the game, and the Islanders giving up seven more power play chances than they got definitely was a bit of a factor in this series. And some of the particular calls that we talked about every day, or as you know about this, last week uh, and the week before You know, some of those questionable calls definitely made a difference in some of those games. But again, there's always going to be questionable calls and good teams, championship teams, overcome them and find a way to win hockey games. And the Islanders just couldn't do that. But, you know, that was just sort of an extra throw in. To me, the last reason is the biggest reason. I think reasons one through four are sort of specific things that happened in the series. Reason five, just kind of related to that, but reason six, let's face it, the Carolina Hurricanes, even without three of their better offensive players, they were quite simply the better team on the ice throughout the majority of the series. And the fact of the matter is, this Islanders team, a team that finished nine games, uh, excuse me, 11 games over NHL 500 while the hurricanes finished 31 games over nhl 500 there is a a simple talent gap on this team this team is built to win on defense and goaltending but they were 22nd in the league in goals scored 30th in the league on the power play i know the acquisition of Bo horvat And to a lesser extent, Pierre Engvall was supposed to increase offensive productivity. And certainly the loss of Matthew Barzal, who was not 100% over the course of the series, was was a factor both in the late season and in the playoffs. But let's get serious here. This Islanders team does not have the offensive talent to outscore a lot of teams. So they need their goalie to be perfect or close to perfect. They need their penalty kill to be perfect or close to perfect, and they need to get enough timely scoring to somehow win 2 to 1, 3 to 2, 1 to nothing. They weren't going to get that or they didn't get enough of that in this series. And that's the reason why I feel that big changes have to come to this roster. You look up and down the forward list. Brock Nelson, 30 and older. Anders Lee, J.G. Pajot, Zach Parise, Kyle Palmieri, Josh Bailey, uh, Martin, Clutterbuck. All these guys are over the age of 30. And and so is Casey Sezikis, for that matter. That is the majority of your forwards right now. And, you know, Oliver Wallstrom was supposed to be the young guy who was going to grow and, and take that next step in his development. And, you know, Wally didn't play most of the season. He, he he only played 35 games. So, you know, that that means he's, you know, missing more than half of the games. But just offensively, this team, as it's presently constructed, is not good enough, and because of the age of most of the forwards, you're going to see diminishing returns for most of them rather than increasing productivity, and to me, that last reason is the biggest reason why the New York Islanders came up short in this series, and it's the one thing they need to correct. In order to take that next step forward, be competitive, not just to squeak into the playoffs as a wild card team, but to eventually be a true Stanley Cup contender. And that's what you want from your hockey team, obviously, when push comes to shove. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And today is the 64th birthday of former Islanders center Pat Conacher the native of Edmonton, Alberta, drafted by the New York Rangers in the fourth round of the 1979 entry draft. And he's one of those few players who have played for the Rangers, Devils, and Islanders. It was in that order in his career. Really only played a handful of games, 22 games for the Rangers. Was with the Devils for longer. Had maybe some of his better seasons with the LA Kings. Was briefly with the Calgary Flames. And then finished his career playing 13 games with the Islanders in the 1995-96 season. He only had a goal and an assist with the Islanders in those 13 games. Uh, he was really more of a checking forward than he was a goal scorer. Never had uh, you know, a 20-goal season in the NHL. Had a couple in the AHL. His best game as an Islander, April 13th, 1996, uh, in Montreal against the Montreal Canadiens. Eric Fischo, the goalie for the Islanders. Jocelyn Thibault for Montreal. And it was Pat Conacher who scored his only goal as an Islander. It was his sixth goal of the year, because remember he played for three teams that season. Uh, Chris Luongo and Derek Armstrong assisted. That put the Islanders up 5-4. But a goal in the final minute by Stefan Quintal tied it. And the Islanders, in their fisherman jerseys, the originals, tied the Montreal Canadiens 5-5 in Montreal in Pat Conacher's best game as a New York Islander. Conacher, 5'8", 188. Not very tall, but he was thick and able to be physical. And he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Well, I uh, want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day, everydayers, tomorrow on the show. We'll talk a little bit about management and coaching. Do any changes need to be made there? We'll break down the performance of Lane Lambert, Lou Morello, the assistant coaches, and take a deep dive into what, if anything, needs to change next season if the Islanders are going to get back on track and have a better year. So uh, make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.